baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on? You are watching Tags Live and listening as well to our Wednesday night live podcast. I'm joined, I'm Steve V, your host, joined by my beautiful, handsome co-host, Cody. Yeah, Cody Maurice (laughs) Doggett. (laughs) Hello, darling. How are you? Hello, darling. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Yes. Yes. Oh, what are we? Um, I got that. What are we drinking? Um, it's a vodka cranberry lemonade. So, you know, I had to get a little like all the flavors going on today. I love it. I love it. I've got a wine spritzer. We're going strong here. Um, we want to. We are very happy to be a part of the Get Vocal application here every Wednesday night, which is a part of the connection zone which is about relationships sex and everything in between so we are here every wednesday 9 p.m i know we are streaming on our youtube channel and i believe our facebook channel we welcome you to join in the conversation if you're on our get vocal platform we will look at your comments to the left and we will try to get over to youtube and facebook no promises though a little bit later (laughs) we've got so much to go in this next hour including our special guest who's going to come on in a little bit a little later in the show author stephen foster with his brand new memoir book called the last alias i just completed reading the whole book it's a page turner cannot wait to get into that so much fun but cody Yes. You and I were in upstate New York last week, a week ago, and we tried to shoot this show. So for you guys that were trying to look at it live, we were in an Airstream in upstate. Good luck to them. Yeah. And right before we went on, the winds were so heavy that all the electricity went out. And here we are, like, piecing together wires to try and go live on our get vocal and it just didn't happen we recorded the show so if if you guys hopefully got it in your podcast feed how much fun did you have in upstate new york 
I had such an amazing time. It was so great. It was good to be out in nature. We went for a beautiful, lovely hike. And it wasn't like up the mountains and down. I didn't know. I didn't think I was going to die at any time. So it was great. I love. I enjoyed the the beauty of of upstate and how much peace it just gave me. So thank you. I cannot. What about you? Yeah, I can't highly recommend a, something like this. You know, during these times, I know we all had trips planned that got canceled. Mm-hmm. If you can get away to nature and i know i needed this so much i mean i've been in this apartment box and aside from going out riding bikes and you know errands and such in new york city new york city is a concrete jungle (laughs) and i had all these trips planned of course that were canceled which you know we're adapting going to upstate where we went to Kingston to Boysville and to the classic Woodstock Woodstock really I think it nourished my soul it was what I needed is don't do you not agree I agree with you 100% it just was it's good to get out and 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 be able to just let loose in nature, and we we did let loose. <laughs> yeah, Cody was on his grinder nonstop, and um, not nonstop. Come on, no, now. He was... <laughs> I had to stop because my service went out. <laughs> and you know what? There's something for everybody up there, and for yeah. me, it was really refreshing because I've gone to Long Island before, and mm-hmm. no offense to people that live in you know, the Hamptons and all that. It's just not really for me, I decided. Where we were at is so the people are down to earth. There's gay people, people like we had so much on. And if you want to hook up, there were people on the apps that were saying, you know, obviously you could hook up with somebody and have sex a little bit later in that day. Or people were saying, hey, do you want to get together and go on a hike? And I, I'm all about that. Next time I might people that I had spoken to previously that were up there. I don't know why they were up there. I don't know how they were up there, but they were up there and I had spoken to them previously and we kind of reconnected, not like in, in person, unfortunately, but we like started chatting again. So that was cool. We were so crazy at one point because we were staying in a classic Airstream on our friend's acre of property and they have a house which is really a barn which is really amazing renovated and all and they have a swing if you can believe it of course they have a swing that's attached to a really classic old tree and i had this fantasy in my mind that i wanted to strip naked and ride on that that. and you're like (laughs) and i just saw your face when i was suggesting you're like Go ahead, sure. I was, do I it. Mean, do you live your life by, by any means? Just do what you got to do. But I'm not getting on that thing naked. I don't know. Well, it is too cold it for was, that. It was too cold. It was too it cold. Too- <laughs> so I will do it next uh, springtime when it's a little bit warmer. So yeah, but so much fun. Can't wait to get back there. So nourishing yes. for our soul. Couple of announcements that we, of course, want to. You know, I really want to make this PSA announcement real quick is tomorrow is the last day that you can fill out your census. Cody, have you filled out the Ooh. census for 2020? 
I guess I'm doing it tonight. I haven't yeah, done it yeah. yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I need I to get on that, don't I? I feel ashamed now. <laughs> you know, and just not to belabor a point, but the census, wherever you live in the States, gives money to your city and money from the government goes to your program, to programs that are highly needed. And particularly, I couldn't think of a a better time now to fill out the census. It's so critically important because it really means funding for what's going to happen wherever it is that you live in our in our falling apart United States of America, but you can do something. Well, I mean, you have pretty much. Anyway, you have until tomorrow. I think you can do it tomorrow. And what you can do, all you got to do, maybe Cody, you can put it in our little thing. It's uh, go to 2020census.gov. And it's a really, I did it early on. You just fill it out and do it. It's really, really important. You will benefit from it. Um, a couple other announcements. If you're looking for something to do, New Fest, the LGBTQ Film Festival, is happening this weekend, October, October 16th through the 27th. There's some really great films. Frank Pond, I know, I think you're watching. You gave me some really great ones to watch. It's all virtual this year, of course. So it means that New Fest, which is here in New York City, now you can watch it in your home. And there's one I already bought a ticket to called Sublet, which really looks like an interesting film about a writer that is a little disgruntled with life and in his relationship and sublets an apartment in Tel Aviv and with a 25-year-old that owns the the apartment and they have this interesting relationship and I'm all about it. So, Cody, if you want to watch it together, we can watch it. I can't wait. I'm movie night. Now. Movie night. I know. We got so much to watch on movie night. It's the best time of the year. Best time of the year. <laughs> Sorry. That's a shout out. Treat yourself. Yesterday was treat yourself. And Cody is all about treat yourself. And <laughs> I treat myself like almost every day, actually. <laughs> has to be at least once a week. It's, it's the best you know time what? of the year. <laughs> it's the best time of the week. It's Wait. the best time of the- <laughs> every three days. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, let me get through these announcements. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> I know. Take our poll this week. We are doing a poll. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and all the questions are related to tuesday's podcast with my other co-host jeremy russ lopez and lincoln we want to hear from you again patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and lastly it's hispanic heritage month so good so wonderful i'm so happy Cody, how do you? I, I want to hear from you because it's an important thing. I think that we celebrate because I'm Mexican American and mm-hmm. have relatives and everything, and we celebrate. I've grew up Mexican American. My parents yeah. grew up in East LA, and I've really embraced it via the food. I don't speak fluent Spanish, but I can get by and do okay. And I have a lot of cultures that are really important to me. You are. Tell us your background. Puerto Rican descent and African-American descent. Yes. Did you grow up at all uh, with the Puerto Rican side? I'm just curious. Oh, yes. My mom did a great job of exposing us to um, 
both cultures, but like I grew up with arroz con gondules, pernilda on the holidays, like salsa merengue, uh, music oh, around man. the house growing up. Oh, I can dance. I can dance my ass off. Okay. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like I have, you know, Puerto Ricans, it's all about that salsa and the music. And Mexicans have it too, but I feel like I have a little Puerto Rican in me. I, 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 mean, I adopted it. You know it. what? <laughs> <laughs> Mexican and, and they're so different. You know, the food is completely different. Um, did growing up, did people understand your biracial or did they kind of lump you into one or the other category? So I think that people had a preconceived notion about uh, just based on what I look like, about what my ethnicity and what my culture would be. So it was hard for me growing up. Like I felt like I had to decide one or the other, but grow as I grew up and I grew more into exploring my culture and learning more about it, that um, I don't have to choose. I'm both. I'm proud to be a Black American. I'm proud to be a Puerto Rican American. So yeah, it's, it's great. I love being Puerto Rican. You know, it's interesting. I was watching a show today. I record the show every day called Daily Pop, and there's a, they were celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. And one of the reporters or the guys that's on there victor cruz so handsome straight guy uh, you know him i love him you know i love victor cruz so i used to get mistaken for mr victor cruz back in high school but. really <laughs> i could see that well yeah you know well one of the things he said was that he's half black half puerto rican just oh, like really? yeah what yeah and so one of the things that he said was he would hang, when he would hang out with his brothers, African-American brothers, he would say, oh, I'm going to go um, hook up with some of my Hispanic friends. And they'd be like, OK, we're out. And vice versa, he could never mm -hmm. seem to kind of meld those two groups together. And it always like, was a thing for him. Did you ever notice that with you or was or no? Not really, because you know what? A lot of people in my family are mixed. I have like half white people in my family. I have a lot of half black people in my family. Um, I do have family in Puerto Rico and I haven't really experienced it with them. I just feel like my family is just so all encompassing and I really am fortunate to be, you know, accepted and loved in the family and the friends that I have. They're so amazing. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm sensing a Puerto Rico trip for you and I. A road trip. Uh, when I am ready, I can okay. introduce you to my great aunt. I can, we can have some really good food. She would love you, actually. Some plantains. <laughs> I'm all about it. Maduros, you know. <laughs> Last question on this. Do, yes, do you, because I got this a lot. People you know, where, are, what are you? A lot mm -hmm. of people here think, you know, want to make me Puerto Rican. No, sorry. You know, have people always boxed you in or asked you where are you from? Um, the gays. I used to get a lot. So the first time that I even really got questioned in the gay community was, what are you mixed with? And I get that all the time. Some people used to think that I was like half white or, yeah, especially if you saw my sister, she looks like straight Puerto Rican. Like <laughs> right from the yeah. island, they plucked her off the island and threw her right in uh -huh. my brother. <laughs> he looks African, more African-American. I would say he's a little bit browner than we are. So yeah, I used to get a lot like, what are you mixed with? And the answer is, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Black. 
I love it. I love it. Well, happy Hispanic Heritage Month yes. Yes, to yes, all yes. of you out there. It's a wonderful culture. Find a way. There's so many, so much great music and everything, food, everything in between, artists. And we are essentially a Latinx podcast. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. And proud of it. Proud <laughs> of it. Let's get into our next segment, which we like to call Vulnerable Voices. Yay. And you know, one of the, we've been exploring this since we started Tags Live. And I think one of the things we wanted to explore this time, it might relate to our guest that's going to come on a little bit later, Stephen Foster, um, which is who we were, who we thought we were, at least, Cody, before the pandemic. And who mm -hmm. we are now is my question, who we, mm -hmm. or who are we becoming? So, I mean, I'll start a little bit just to get started. Who okay. I was, at least in the gay community or men, let's just keep it to that narrow <laughs> thing right now, which is actually not that narrow. And sometimes I like it big and wide and, well, anyway. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> who I was before, a lot of, in fact, it was a funny thing that came up over last week when we were in Upstate because you and our host were laughing that I cooked up, I cooked up like this keto pumpkin bread and everybody was like, Steve cooks? Like, it's like, <laughs> I can fry up the bacon. I can, yeah. <laughs> Get it in the pan, honey. <laughs> exactly. I've got positions. And guys, it was delicious. I just have to say that. Like I was, okay, I was surprised, but it was amazing. Thank Cause you. I've never had your food before and it, it was amazing, Steve. So thank you for that. I'm going to come to your house for baked goods all the time. Now. Oh, well, you're welcome. Let's see if I make it. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of people thought like, oh, Steve's always out at night in the club scene. And I, was, I wasn't really out in the last several years in the club scene, but I would go out to bars and I was out late. Obviously, that's not happening at, at all. I have very few people that I see. And do I miss my former self that... Occasionally, I'll think, wow, it's interesting. It's like, you know, 1130, and I'm kind of like maybe packing it in. And that <laughs> would be the time that I would actually be barely getting it together to go out at like 1 a.m. It mm -hmm. was, it's a different, I've changed, I've adapted, and I, I've been changing and doing new things. And I wonder whenever we, bars and everything starts opening, I'll go back, but it's not going to mm -hmm. be the way it was before. Yeah. I don't think, I think we've changed and I definitely want to go to my favorite spots and give my business to some of these places that I always loved, but I'm not, it's going to be a different, it's, I'm going to, that sentence was going to end a different way, just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's changed. I mean, what, what have you noticed about yourself that what was different before about you? Um, so before the pandemic, I was dating somebody and I was dating somebody and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I wonder if this is, we weren't, I'm trying to put this as delicately as possible. We weren't oh. clicking off, all 12 gears weren't, weren't, weren't firing. I don't know if that's a thing. So the sex wasn't know. good. Well, <laughs> we did not have, we had, we actually didn't have sex, honestly, but the, 
physical like aspect of our relationship wasn't a problem. It was okay. more on an emotional and mental level that um, he wasn't as open as I would have wanted him to be. But I thought that that would change. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, he just needs a little bit more time because I'm a very private person as well. So I yeah, it's just didn't think anything of it. So, um, yeah. It's interesting. Gonna say? It's interesting because I remember doing when we started, our, we mm-hmm. had another Thursday show that we don't do anymore, but we we started it right in March when quarantine began. And I remember the early stories of you were about this guy that you had dated. And Mm -hmm. we we are we're checking in every week to see how's it going with the guy. So you kind of went from pre pandemic in this relationship to in the pandemic. And you did you guys did a good job of carrying on for a bit. I commend you for that. It's just that it ultimately didn't work out. And, and I think that's okay, right? I think it's perfectly okay. You know, um, during the pandemic, you kind of can gauge what is important to you in a relationship. I think it allowed everybody time to, to look within themselves, to, you know, tweak different parts of themselves that, they, you know, and their relationship that they didn't know were not acceptable to them. So um, that was definitely an aspect of my life that I was like, oh, it made me really look at him in our relationship and how I was relating to him and how he was relating to me. Oh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. In terms of like dating now, because I know you're dating here and there, what, <laughs> what have you a learned? A little bit, darling. A little bit. What have you learned about dating in this new arena now that is different from maybe when you would have dated pre-pandemic? So now when you're not allowed to, well, when you're, I'm actually like scared to, to actually be close to somebody or yeah. in, in somebody's face, especially when you just meet them or you don't really know them from Tom's cat house cat or whatever the phrase is. So it's, I find that it's more about dating now is more about, uh, the mental connection and can you communicate with that person? Then, yeah. uh, so a lot of the dates that I'm going on now, I'm checking to see, can, do I have more than just a physical connection to this person? So I would say that. What about you? I haven't gone on a lot of dates, but yeah, I would mm-hmm. say the people that I have gone on or hung out with, conversations are definitely different because we're not talking about the last trip we went on or yeah. where we were out at a bar last night or things of that nature we are life has simplified a lot more Mm -hmm. and and i think that's kind of cool so we're i think i find i'm really i was i've considered myself i interview a lot of people i've always been a good listener in general yeah but i'm if i would go on dates or hang out with people i'm looking for people that are also good listeners too because Mm -hmm. we all don't have a lot of tales to tell in terms of trips and all those things that we did that were super fun and exciting Mm -hmm. but you know I, I'm not going to that Janet Jackson concert or I didn't just get back no. from, I know, hopefully someday. I miss her so much. <laughs> Me too. So, uh, yeah, but so, you know, I find 
conversations are a little bit more intense and stripped down. And I like that. I think it's, it's stripped down my world a lot. And I find mm-hmm. I'm looking for people like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I think that that's important to explore those issues in terms of like, sex i'm not having i mean there was one guy i was talking about before that i was dating and uh, that lived in my building and it was what it was but i've said before he came at the right time and we were dating and having sex he lived turns out he lived in my building and i think he came at the right time and i'm yeah we he still I think we were adult about it in terms of like he still follows the show and i see him Mm -hmm. periodically in the lobby and it's yeah it's we we didn't get to like a hateful place or anything like that so it's all good good. that's very mature of you both i thank you yeah baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet mgm swing for the fences free to play game pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single double triple or home run you'll receive a prize smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started then visit your promotion section to access the swing for the fences free to play game you'll score a prize if you hit a single double triple or home run there's nothing more exciting than going yard so swing for the fences with the king of sports books bet mgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly must be 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with mgm northfield park at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yes, I agree. You're <laughs> well, as as far as sex is concerned, for me, I've gotten to learn my body very, very well. Yeah, <laughs> and I what bet. I like. Uh-huh. Uh, are you still eighty twenty? Meaning eighty percent top, twenty percent. It changes. It changes. You know what? That is constantly in flux, and that's what I've come to learn about myself. And um, some of the conversations we've had on here, especially with Corey. Corey, like, remember Corey Harmon? Corey Harmon, yeah. The, the sex um, toys, the sex toy talk with yeah. him. That was very illuminating to me. So <laughs> it really, I'm learning a whole bunch. Yeah, I think one of the wor- words, and if you, we, we now do a weekly after show on our Patreon. Um, Cody and I did it last week. And every mm-hmm. week, if you come in at the first tier, we do a tags after show and I get to explore other topics, expand on them. And this week I'm talking about adaptability. And I think that's a key word is how are you able to adapt, not regret. I was just looking at uh, Deepak Chopra, who I'm just a big fan of. He's just like, ah. <laughs> he always says the, <laughs> the words that I need to hear that n- nourish right. me. And Deepak was saying it's all about not looking back on what we've lost, but 
And we are not ever going to be those people. I truly believe I am no longer that person. I am that person, but I am not the person that I was. But I'm adapting and, and changing to, as we all should be in general, I think, but yeah. particularly with the crisis and the pandemic and everything that's been going on, you have to adapt. And rela- yeah. relationships come in all packages. You and I have become really close. I know. Wonderful. Especially during the pandemic. That's it's so amazing to me. Yes. I've gotten I've gotten closer to like my mom. I talk to my mom every day. I talk to my sister more than I did before and my friends. I agree. I talk to my mother all the time. I just got off the phone right before we went live. I and it's yeah. I I, these relationships are really important, and I think there's some goodness that. But it's about adapting to the newness of what is and what will become. And I think if you just have an open heart with that, you can hopefully find that. And and sex can somehow manifest into all that but <laughs> i cannot wait <laughs> for sex to manifest <laughs> i hear you I, did you hear the thirst in in the way i delivered that <laughs> i did hear it i did hear it. we want to welcome our very special guest stephen foster he has a brand new book called the last alias this is the book i just read the whole thing it's really a riveting memoir stephen i have to tell you first thing this book is a page turner and one of the things is you t- go through story after story about your life. And at one point I was wondering, each story is really interesting. And I'm like, where is this going? But it is all going somewhere. And it didn't really matter because I want to commend you because you just wrote a really, really good book and it's based on your life. So congrats on that. Yes. Um, um, but you, I, I was just talking to someone last night and they said when they were reading it, they were like, how is he going to end this? <laughs> and it was like, and then it wound up, they did all come together. And, and so I'm really glad of that. I like the disjointed nature of it where you can come in and pick up at page 75 or you can start the beginning or anywhere you can. And, and it, it's the same book. Exactly. Almost. And we were talking last night and I saw out a hundred pages to go and, and you said, oh, you're going to get to the really juicy parts of it and you're you were correct they it does it's like wow let me just do a quick synopsis here you do tell these stories it's a it's a memoir like i said um you have such great humor though which i really appreciated you worked in the creative industry as a uh advertising correct you did advertising exactly the book goes into your successes at the height of your career you're go from copywriter to the anime world cody i know you would like that where you get these (laughs) yes yes you guys gotta talk he's a comic book fan and at the height of your career you are taking these anime films from japan and you're dubbing them casting them rewriting them in better because so many of these films and you do a really good job of explaining i really appreciated it the technical side of it as a editor producer i really loved seeing how you did that all that work and all the work sinking the 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 mouth even though it was like english is really fascinating uh you ultimately when you are out 100 is was it 2006 out one about yep yeah. and you have that you are in wikipedia foster eyes 
is uh, or no, what is it? Wikipedia. Urban Dictionary. Okay, Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. So right next to like rusty trombone and booty. By the way, what does so posterized really mean? The actual clinical definition, verbatim definition, is fucking up something just because you can. Or which uh, I which I, I see you opening, you're gasping your eyes. Uh, yeah, it's I don't agree with it totally because I didn't fuck it up just because I thought I could. I fucked up the original anime because ah. I thought I could make it better. So which which was the deal. So uh, and and there's one show that I made so much better that it's now this. Cult so the book continues with all these successes, and I have a question, a direct question in a second. But it goes on to from all of your successes to an unhealthy. We'll call it a sex relationship, and I know you're going to correct me on that in a minute. You're diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which I know Cody has a question for you on that. And you are ultimately, and you know, we just ended, uh, which I think should be the whole year, Mental Health Week. And I couldn't think of a better time that your book would come out, and timing is so on point. But I think my first question to you is, at the height of your career... When you're getting all these accolades and out 100, there seems to be a lot in the writing that you don't seem to want to accept success. Am I right on that? And where do you think that comes from? Your childhood? Yeah, that's that's so weird that you said that because I do. I, do, I don't know. It's some kind of fucked up vanity, humility, disjunct. I don't, I don't know. It's like when the anime... I never went to conventions. I never really met with anime fans. And it just was the whole thing that someone wanted. My autograph was just so weird to me. I, I just couldn't, it didn't work. It just it didn't compute. And then now that I'm out of it and away from it, I've been like going on YouTube where all these ghost stories videos are and like talking with the fans and answering the questions. And I don't know, now that I'm not in it, I'm real comfortable with it. And it, it's, I can't, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's because you're coming from puritanical white, um, Protestant, you know, wasp family that, you know, you don't talk about your talents or your achievements, but I, I don't know. It's, it's something that scrambles my brain. Though. Well, one of the I'm things you do say it. in the book is you hope that people can somehow find a little bit of themselves in it. And I did relate to a, not on the same level, but there was the thing that you did with the anime in particular, and Cody, I know you'll appreciate this is mm -hmm. taking an opportunity which is something I've been able to do and running with it and developing. People have given me opportunities when I didn't really have maybe the expertise or the schooling that I should have had. But I took, I was in my like late 30s, I took that opportunity and ran with it. I saw that in what you did with the anime world. You created this whole thing. And that is something that I think to be very proud of. And I'm just wondering if, your childhood did you know because you allude a little bit to your childhood that your parents talk a little bit about your childhood and your parents maybe sometimes it has to do with the way you grew up yeah i don't know i i don't know how yours was but i mean i came from very like beaver cleaver family it was just uh my dad was a lineman uh, was a lineman for a power company my mom was a secretary and and i was a writer and I mean, they just didn't know what to do with me. Like the one story in the book where I'm, I tell them I want to be a writer and they're like, well, you could work for the post office. Wow. And I'm like, what? And, and, so like, and she goes, well, they write letters, you know, they send letters. And I was like, oh, fuck oh, you. Wow. you know? Yeah. 
so yeah, it's like always feeling like an alien, which then segues into when you grow yeah. up gay, you feel like an alien because you're just like you you're not everything you do is branded no. So just with this feeling of an outsider, and I hope that the book would make people feel a little bit more accepting of themselves and and their different personas that they use for other people and 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 just not give themselves a break at least for because we beat ourselves up so fucking yeah. much. It's just it's brutal yeah you know what i'm talking about well you know one of the things i mean recently we just had national coming out day and we learned in your memoir that you were married and you have kids correct and i'm just wondering you just said gay do you identify as gay and did you know you were gay earlier and can you just talk a little bit about that because you do talk about it in the book but i'm just curious yeah yeah um, it was just, I, I was always, by, I loved women. I thought women were amazing. And so I was like 90, 10. And then, uh, I just, and then it just became 100 out of 100. Just, you know, it's really weird. I was on a podcast the other day and my son was there and it was uh, Whiskey Brothers. It was with some comedians and we were, they were talking and I was talking and I was like, you know, he's having to hear all this about him not, you know, never planned yeah. plan to be born and Okay, twenty nine now. He can handle it. But I got divorced. Yeah, he goes. But like, I did love my wife when I was married to her. I really did. I I fell in love with her, and uh, but the marriage was bad, and I would have left her for a cactus. It would have been much more pleasant. But uh, uh, I just became gay, and that was, or I admitted to being gay, and the life changed. And the kids have been great about it. My kids have been really fantastic. I'm You're on the high of your career. You come to New York City, you stay at the Hudson, which I love so much. And you, you are meeting with clients and, and you do this vivid New York night. And I don't, I know what year it is now. It's right before 9-11 because you yeah. are out with clients and you're having drinks and it's, it's so fabulous. It reminded me of like the New York days, not pre-pandemic but even earlier when and you talk about your night going to the Roxy and you really want a night out at the infamous Roxy. Cody, do you remember the Roxy? Um I no, I don't remember the Roxy. <laughs> One of those warehouse club and talk a little bit about that night because you you want to experience the club. You want if anybody has drugs, you don't achieve any drugs that night, but sounded like an amazing night in new york how fun was that to write and like relive that it was um the first part was great it was really really strange i was in new york it was totally everything i wanted to be i was living the dream and i went to the club and i did score drugs that night i'm there and i meet these people and the second people i ask they're like from dallas and they're like you're from houston i'm from dallas and then we're doing drugs in the bathroom because i wanted to see it enhanced and uh i was special really k right was the drug and, yeah okay and uh i would dance with these two guys on the dance floor and they were like you want to come back home with us and i'm like no i'm a little stoned for that but uh I, I left it was great left on a high i experienced i took a biggest bite of the apple that i could and then i woke up the next morning and planes are crashing oh, into wow. the building and everything went yeah down. i think you describe it as you called work back home in texas yeah. and, and the like, person that answered the phone was like oh my god don't you know what happened and you're are you okay and it was 9 11. yeah and i she I, I so i moved to the television and i turned it on and i'm still talking to her and as she's talking i see the second plane oh, wow. coming i didn't know there was second at the time but, and i'm just watching it happen and then 
it hit and then I don't know why, but then everything went dead. The phone was gone and then it was just a scramble. And I had, I drove three days later, I drove back to Houston because no there were no flights. Everything. It was great. I do. Yeah. I was, was in awful. LA. I mean, it was like right. a short version of the pandemic. Absolutely. I mean, just- absolutely. I totally remember that. And I couldn't help but think like, cause here you are literally on a high <laughs> and it's like the yeah. other direction yeah. of it. And it kind of ends up being a little bit of kind of the way the last alias reads is there's a lot of highs and then there's some really downward spirals that happen in your life. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I, I did what I, I really did like the way it was structured that you're going along and it is funny despite the funeral cover of <laughs> you're going along just like life. You're moving along, things are funny, things are this, things are that. And then last fourth of the book, you're like, everything goes to shit. And which is like many people have in life, which is what my experience was was I was just walking along and then got blindsided by the RA and, and uh, mental illness and things like that. And so that's why I wrote the book is so hopefully that people could. So not alone. there is a point in the book that where it shifts dramatic gears and you put a warning on there, like it's a whole page, like warning. And it's about a guy that you end up having a sexual relationship with that we can talk about in a second. What, I think my first question is, why did you feel the need? You're clearly talking about mental illness. You're talking about your life on, I think you allude to even rape as a six-year-old boy. Why did you feel the need to put that warning there? I'm just curious. Deal with all the personas that I have in this book, these aliases. And we all have versions of ourselves. We are, you know, we're a son or daughter, we're a parent, we're a brother, a sister, we're a worker. We We do all these things. And... I thought I have to address the sexual self as well. And if I was going to do it all across the board, I need to be that honest with my sexual self. And so I put it in there, but it's not, it's very graphic. It's very, I mean, don't let your mom read it. I didn't want the story in there on the eve of it going to the printer. I was still on the fence about it. And I was ready. To, I wanted to cut it really bad. And uh, I talked to two girlfriends who'd read it and I respected their opinion. And they were like, yeah. you have to keep it in because it's the most honest story there is and every girl is going to relate to this because they yeah, have the a Kendall char- in there. the character that we're talking about is right. called kendall you have this amazing sex it's very detailed very erotic i was turned on actually in reading a lot of it but it also seems unhealthy in a lot of ways and i'm wondering with where you're at now would do you still because i it brought up a lot in me of a relationship I had before that I knew this person wasn't right for me, but the sex is really good. And I wanted in my mind, I know I always made up this sort of not fantasy, but I know we weren't necessarily on the same page, but that person could text me or call me and I'm like right there for them. And I think we often find ourselves in those situations that aren't even, would you still go back to a Kendall today and are, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't. And I was talking with a reader that talked that called me last night. We had like an hour and a half conversation about it, and he said it was like it's. He described sex as hunger, and I was like, I totally get that. I'm totally on that page. And then he said that in that story, it was like I was hungry, but it was I wasn't getting my I wasn't getting fed. 
And I said, like empty calories. And he said, yes, like empty calories. And that's what it was because I think we have those sexual relationships very intense. Then they're willing to give, like I think what you were alluding to is you wanted more with yeah. this guy than he was willing to give you. And that's a trap you get into and, and it, you go down the spiral and you have to fight your way out of it because it's, it's hard when you find this one that's so irresistible and hits all your buttons. But emotionally, they are bad news for you. There, Cody, I know you know. We but we talked about this together. Yeah, I know about the button for sure. <laughs> he did, like Steve mentioned earlier, you were diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. My mother was also diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. I was just kind of curious about how that affected your mental health, mental health, and mental stability, and um, and what you did to actually combat that and to take that on. It's it triggered an. Uh, my nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be plot, plot spoiler, but uh, uh, ruined everything. I mean, it just it took away my career. It took away my life, and I mean, I was literally like lying in bed screaming. And it took the doctors a long time to find a medication that worked. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like call everyone who ever said they had arthritis and apologize to them, going like, I had no idea what yeah. you were talking about. Which is what I really like about the book is I hope I explain things just a little bit so people can understand what mental illness is like and what chronic pain disease is like because until you, it's like god or sex until you meet god and until you have sex you have no idea what they're wow. talking about. you think i'm you using do, that but you do. <laughs> yeah you know I mean, so, right yeah. I mean, you can imagine but until you do it's like oh this is totally different than what they yeah. it was and that's what the pain was that's what the mental illness was i'm one of the lucky ones i mean i i go to re chat rooms and there are still people that like they're in that pain all the time, every day, and no medication has worked for them. But I was really wow. lucky they found that thing, and I'm pain free now. And so I'm really, I'm really thankful. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah. But for that while there, those two years was awful. Is your mom? Does, is her mom? Is your mom severe, or is she like stress? It, or? it brings it on, so she just has to like make sure she yeah, meets her stress. Yeah. It. yeah. So it's funny because. That seems to be a theme in the book, and your doctors even tell you that about how stress and things can just layer upon layer. And I'm just curious, you already said that the book does deal with mental health, and I think it's such an important read for everybody, whether we all are suffering in some way, and there are levels of this. It's, it's, your book is really timely on so many levels. You mentioned in the book that there are some friends that really are there for you. Are you still in contact with those friends? Because there's some really touching moments. You really gave a descriptive idea of what it can feel like to be that trapped and want to crawl yourself into a hole. But there's these friends that I, there's an, a, a beautiful moment. You're out shopping and your friend's all excited to show you Sprouts, which is the alternative to Whole Foods. And he's excited and he's a workout person and going to the protein area and you just cannot get out of that store fast enough. And when he finally takes you home, you look around, he looks around your apartment and he's he gets it and he really steps up to the plate. Talk yeah. about those friends, and are you still friends with those that helped you in that period? The set, I call them the Magnificent Seven. It's like uh, my parents, my sister, and uh, and Fred, Jim, Dale, and Mona. Yeah, Fred. With that Sprouts day, he I ran into the house and I hid behind all these barricades that I built because I didn't want they to get me. And uh, he looked around and he saw that it looked like a madman's house, and he called Mona. Yeah. And he said, "Like we're in trouble." Yeah, they, they've been, they saved my life. Wow. I think the only way we're getting through COVID is we're like connecting, making these connections with yep. people that we have that are like 
it's the only thing that's holding us together. And it's just, you really realize that you have these bonds with these other humans that somehow keep you sustained and they heal you and help you and you feel understood. And, and it's just, it's, I, I think it's the only fabric that's keeping the nation from tearing itself apart because we're so divided. And the only thing that keeps us together is the, the relationships with our friends and our family, which is so magical. The Great. book yeah. is so good. Wow. The last alias. It really is a page turner, your storytelling, your humor, along with important information that, is your story of mental health. It's, it's, it's very timely. And I really, really, I don't, I'm not that quick of a reader. I read this in three days and loved it. So I can't say it highly enough. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. I had a really good time. Thank you. Where can people, where can people follow you real quick before you go? You can get the book on Amazon and you can follow me on Instagram at, at Stephen underline Foster. It's spelled with a seven. Uh, and then you can get me on Facebook, Stephen Foster, uh, with the V or seven. I can get both. We'll put everything on tags podcast as well. Thank you so much, Stephen. Take our poll on our questions. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Cody, as always, thank you so much. So lovely. Thank you, my darling. You can follow Cody at Mr. Maurice on Instagram. Yes. Absolutely. And follow us at Tags Podcast. We're here every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time and keep it sexy, but wear your mask. We'll talk to you soon. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, so swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.